It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Welcome into episode 192 of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we'll deep dive into the Texans' win over the Bengals, a shootout as the Lions beat the Chargers, and as always, touching on our teams, how they did, a breeze around the NFL, and the Kirby on Sports Pick'em to wrap things up, as always. It's going to be a fun show. Episode 192 of the Kirby on Sports Podcast comes your way next. Yes, welcome to episode 192 of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. I'm your gracious host, Josh Kirby. Thanks for being with us and taking the time. As always, if you want to smash that subscribe button, uh, hit the like bell for notifications, leave a five-star rating, your support would be greatly appreciated to the Kirby on Sports Podcast. And thanks to the support of our sponsors, as always, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Barrett Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage, and the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, Don't Sleep Energy. They have a lot of new merch out and some assortment of energy drinks, sugar-free and regular. You can use our promo code KOS podcast for 12% off your order every single time. Not wasting any more time. I did not come alone. A man who is currently in first place after another member of our team talking a lot of smack. The first place in the Kirby on Sports pick on Mr. Dan the Weapon Dembski. How goes it? It feels good to be in first right now, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm only two games up. It feels good right now, but I'm I'm not going to do the stuff that I'm not going to do the smack talk that Carlos does because I know I know what what works for me and what doesn't. And smack talk has never been something that uh, has turned out well for me most of the time in my life. So I'm I'm going to stay away from that uh, topic. But yeah, um, definitely close, definitely neck at neck. Uh, you also got closer this week as well. So um, I think you're still a few games behind us. But look, look, you make some picks that go the right way, and Carlos and I don't. And you're you're right back in the thick of things. So. Despite yeah. what Carlos says, uh, I think you're still you're still in the game a little bit. So, uh, but you got to start hitting on some big ones, Kirby. That's that that's the key. But, yeah, uh, it, it, the pick'em uh, is very interesting and challenging. And the way this NFL season has gone so far, it's 
really hit or miss because there's, there's not really consistency. Yep. And we saw that yesterday with the Buffalo Bills, and we'll touch on that a little bit more later, but, you know, just a prime example there. Um, it, it's you and me for right now. I'm not really sure where Carlos is, but... Um, That's all right. We will continue. The ship, the ship rides on. The ship rides on. We scheduled 6 o'clock, um, but Carlos, maybe he will be coming in. Maybe he he's having more internet issues, but... Um, the stand-in dummy host does not have to ride the ship alone. <laughs> <laughs> stand-in dummy host. The stand-in yeah. dummy host from last week. But anyways, uh, Dan, let's get this ship sailing. Um, obviously, a lot of exciting action. I mean, the way these games started, especially in the 1 o'clock slate, it seemed like that all these games were pretty much like blowouts for the most part but yeah. some teams inch their way back in and couple teams provided some good comeback victories and provided for some great football one of those games that we are going to talk about right now the texans defeating the Bengals 30 to 27 and i mean the Bengals. looking at the um box score here i mean the Bengals were up 10 to seven at ha halftime. So it was relatively close in putting up 10 spots in the third and fourth quarter. So it was a pretty close second half, but well, Houston, man. Actually, uh, it was Houston was 10 to seven at halftime. Uh, yeah, Houston. That's what that's what I meant. But um, yeah, the, the Bengals never really. I, no, I, I have to look real quick, but. Other than that first touchdown of the game, which the Bengals, um, you know, drove right down the field in five minutes, 60 yard drive, 10 plays and scored a touchdown. I think when the game starts that way for Cincinnati, you think this is going to be one of those games. They just flex their muscles and run away early in the game. But you got to give credit to the Texans and the work um, that this team has done, especially rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. He's been a great story all season. Um, he uh, started the season a little rough. Um, I know they played the Ravens in week one and the Ravens uh, played. I mean, it was a close, closer game, um, but they played him pretty well. But this is this is just an example of what kind of energy a young quarterback can bring to an offense. And um, it helps also when you can run, you can rush for as many yards as the Texans did, which Devin Singletary had um, 150 rushing yards for the Texans, which is definitely huge when you have a young quarterback, when they need that support. Um but the Bengals never really led after that 7 nothing lead. And it, it goes to show you, first of all, how well Houston's defense played. We're not going to talk as much about them in this game as we should. Because um, we know the Bengals are just a tough matchup, man. They have weapons all over the field. I mean, obviously, it starts with Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins. Um, they, they just spread the ball out really, really well. Um, and, uh, of course, Tyler Boyd, a guy who's been there forever, um, the one thing that, that stands out to me in the, in the stats, as I look at Cincinnati, um, is the fact that Joe Mixon had only 46 rushing yards. Um, now they didn't run the ball very much in the game and that I would attribute this game similar to the Ravens game and that, um, it, the Bengals kind of abandoned the run pretty early in this game. Cause Joe Burrow, what he threw, you know, nearly, um, 45 passes in this game. He had 40 attempts, which is just nuts. Um, but the Texans defense played extremely well and it, it allowed them to tie that tie the score 
and then go into halftime with the lead um, 10 to 7, as you mentioned, to start. Um, it's just a really, really, really impressive showing by the Texans, a team win uh, for sure. And, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because I, I think this thought this was a game for Cincinnati, like I said at the top, before to get back on track and be able to, um, you know, show us that they are an elite team in the AFC. But this year's been wacky. I mean, there really has been no standout teams in the AFC. I, I would say I, outside of Kansas City, um, who we expect to be there, which they've had some struggles as well. Um, it's kind of wide open right now in the AFC, in my opinion. And I think the Bengals, um, you know, they got a tough matchup on Thursday. They're coming to MIT Bank Stadium for the to to play the Ravens, um, and I, it's it's not going to be easy. So um, the key in this game to me, Josh, is um, the Joe Burrow interceptions uh, definitely were key in this game. Yeah, Burrow really didn't look good in my mind. Yeah, he didn't. Um, and, you know, I know a couple weeks ago, three or four weeks ago when he was struggling, we were all saying the same thing. Well, he's injured. He's not 100% healthy. And we saw last week um, and in the last couple weeks that he's been fully healthy, just how good he's been. Um, but he had an off day straight up. I mean, it, it, it happens in this in this league. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think the Bengals, um, it's definitely turning into a must-win game for them on Thursday if they want to win this division. Um, I know we're going to talk about that matchup. I, I know in, in more in depth, I'm sure, as we um, go through our pickums and stuff like that. But um, for the Texans, it's just what a job. I mean, did anyone think this team at this point in the season would have a winning record? I certainly didn't. And um, <clears throat> CJ Stroud has been everything and more for this team so far. And I, I think he's definitely uh, rookie of the year right now. And I, I don't think anyone really comes close, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, this is just a complete total team win for the Texans to go on the road too. That's a tough environment playing there in Cincinnati and, and, uh, and knocking off a Bengals team that was a, you know, a touchdown favorite in this game. So ton of credit goes to the Houston Texans and what they've been able to do. They've been able to win some really good games this year. Um, the Bengals have to get back on track. I think they will. Um, I hope it's not on Thursday against my Baltimore Ravens, but, um, they're going to, they're going to have to find a way to, uh, to bounce back quickly as they have a short week. So um, I'm really impressed with Houston's defense. Uh, if they can continue to build that defense in the coming years and build around C.J. Stroud, this, this team could be you know, a force to be reckoned with in a division that's full of young quarterbacks and promising, uh, promising young quarterbacks. I think C.J. Stroud could be the standout in the AFC South for sure. Looking at this Houston Texans team at 5-4 and four right now, um, it's just really refreshing to see – how far they've come mm -hmm. from even last year and the year before. CJ Stroud is looking very good. Obviously, he's going to have some rookie mistakes in terms of interceptions, but for the most part, he's playing a pretty good, clean pass game for the Texans. And this yeah. is just so great to see. And head coach Tamika Ryans, I think they have all the puzzle pieces in place. Um, he's the right towards to he's been the right move. Yeah. The right moves, making the right moves after this rebuild. And it seems to be working very well. So from here, just looking to the off season and beyond for this Texans team, what else do they decide to add to make this team even better? And maybe in the next year or two, get the Texans in the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think we'd have to look at um, – I mean, I can try to find this out real quick if we could see their cap space for next year. Um, I would say a decent amount. Not that I'm religiously tracking the Houston Texans cap space, but – It looks like they have a good amount coming open. Yep. Um, $85 million. Looks That's like pretty good. Space. That's pretty good room to work with it's when you're space. trying to add bits and pieces to a rebuild that seems to be working for the most part. Yeah, and you, you you made a great point about Stroud's play. You know, 15 touchdowns, just two picks all season. He's really protected the ball well. Um, and and what I like, too, is uh, he's used his mobility a lot as well to um, create some of those plays where a lot of guys would force, force passes and um, not just rookie quarterbacks either, guys who have been in the league a long time. We know that sometimes they trust their arms a little too much and they get into trouble. I really respect what he's done protecting the football which is sometimes the you know the biggest thing with rookie quarterbacks that we talk about that they struggle with. So he's been impressive to watch, and with 85 million in cap space coming open for the Texans, um, they're they're going to be spenders. And I agree with your point about D'Amico Ryan's as well. I think he's, I think he was a great hire for this team. I don't th- I don't think a lot of people agree with that hire too, if I remember correctly. Not, not to start, not to start, but I I think what we've seen is the players really rally around him, and they. Um, and they've they've really gotten better with him, I think, than um, you know, I can't even remember now who the last coach of the Texans was. I, I apologize. But um, you know, it's it, you never know with former players how it's gonna go. Um, you know, we talked about obviously Jeff Saturday last year. If that was last year now, or the year before. La- I think it was last yeah, year. Yeah, last year. Um <clears throat> that was um obviously just a, a t- temporary move. I think the Colts knew that and there was a lot of uh, stock poured into, you know, would he come back? And it was it was very apparent that he didn't have a lot of coaching experience. Um, <clears throat> I think D'Amico Ryans is um, – <clears throat> he's got a little bit more experience. Obviously, most recently, he's the defensive coordinator with the uh, 49ers. So, it's not like he was coming from nothing. Um, so, I, um, I, I think they got it. They, they definitely – made the right move in, in hiring him. You can tell that the players really rally around him and, and play hard for him, which is a great thing when you have a young team, especially a rookie quarterback. you got to have the right coach to match up with the rookie quarterback. So uh, the, the last thing you want is your uh, head coach banging heads with the, uh, with, with the rookie quarterback, which happens a lot in the National Football League. But I think the Texans have, d- Texans have done it right. They just got to um, – this rebuild has been coming for a while. And I, you know, they have to, they have to be um, <clears throat> spenders in the off season, whether that's, you know, only three or four, you know, pieces here and there. Um, they, they, they got to do, they got to make some moves. So um, we'll see what they do. But I, I think it's a very exciting team in a division that's kind of all in the same spot, except for, you know, the Jags who have, as we've talked about in the past, their franchise quarterback and their they well, we thought they've rebuilt fine, but man, I don't know here in recent weeks, I know we're going to, probably talk about them in the breeze but um you know we'll see we'll see what the texans do but i think they can be an exciting team in this league for for several years to come and uh D'Amico ryan's replaced um lovey smith after one year with the texans so that's right yeah, that I've, was the coach the that, lovey that's smith. right man so um anyway. made a lot of bad moves i i think and i think they also haven't given coaches a chance right one season is not enough to turn anything around and they've they've had a lot of one and done coaches if i can recall correctly so um they haven't been a great run organization and i think they have a they have a new front office as well i could be wrong there but i think they pretty much 
started from the ground up when they hired D'Amico Ryan. So they've they've done a good job so far. But it's we're not even done with the first season here. So we gotta we gotta hold our horses and saying making too many bold predictions for the future. But I think they're gonna be a great team. And, and I think I think they can get to where the Bengals are, to be quite honest with you. To where we talk about them as um, you know, contenders every season. And last but not least, uh, just the Bengals, what do you think they need to do to get back on track? Because it seems like they've had sort of a rocky past couple of games. Yeah, and it's it's I can't don't know if I can put my finger on one thing. Um, I think defensively they have a lot of issues, uh, especially their secondary gives up a ton of big plays. And we saw it in this game. And um, also their run defense is really bad. I mean, they gave up 100 50 yards to um, Devin Singletary, but they gave up, you know, almost 200 rushing yards in general. So they got to clean up the defensive side of the ball. Um, their their offense, you know, I think they play in such a, uh, a, a fast-paced, um, high-action team that I feel like their offense sometimes tries to do too much. And that's why you see Joe Burrow turn the football over. So it's really got to start with the defense. They've got, they've got to get off the field and um, – not put Joe Burrow in the offense in such tough spots, but you know, to flip that Joe Burrow has to protect the football, which he hasn't done a very good job of in the last few games. So through two interceptions um, in this last game. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think after he came back healthy three weeks ago, whenever it was now, um, we all said the same thing. Like this is when the, and the Bengals were starting to roll. Obviously they beat the 49ers. Um, that was last week. I re- if I recall correctly, um, well, I guess now if we're recording two weeks ago, if we want to count, um, but crush them, I mean, handily. So that that I think, you know, all three of us said the same thing that we thought the Bengals were going to be fine. But they, they, they honestly just have to clean up the silly mistakes. Um, it's got it's got to start there. And they have the talent and the weapons offensively to compete with anybody in the NFL. So I don't have any concerns that their offense can't keep up. But, um, you know, it really starts defensively. They can't they can't give up long drives. They can't give up big chunk plays. And I think they've, uh, they, they did that a lot in this game. Um, so I, I think you clean up the silly mistakes and the rest will take care of itself. And the Bengals are going to be a playoff team, whether they're a wild card team or, um, you know, they get in winning the division. I personally don't think they'll win the AFC North, but um, they're definitely good enough to be a wild card team. It's just been a really wacky year. Some, somebody has got to make the playoffs in the AFC. So, um, and I think the Bengals will definitely be there. So I'm not I'm not concerned with them long term. Um, they just got they they just had a bad game, quite frankly. It kind of all fell apart for them. The Texans over the Bengals, thirty to twenty-seven, and we now have confirmation that Carlos will be joining us here in just a little bit. But for the time being, that's the weapon, Dan Dembski. I am Josh Kirby, the bomb.com. See what I did there, Dan. And we'll be yes, back. Uh, please we'll never be- say that again uh, on behalf of Carlos and everyone else. <laughs> and we'll be back right after this, after this short break. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-803. 
8436. Once again, Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other act and peace for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local, high-quality, handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. We are back. That's the Weapon Dan Demsky. I am Josh Kirby. Carlos should be joining us here in a little bit. And I tell you, yeah, before we get on this next segment here, Dan, just... The way the times are right now, it's um, mid-evening, and we're just not used to it getting dark this early. You know, it needs it needs to stop. It's yeah. Well, it makes us more tired, more run down. But with that, you need energy, and to get you that energy, don't sleep. Energy, the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports podcast. They have a lot of new merch on their website, plus they have packs of regular and sugar-free drinks that you can get, along with 12 packs of just regular or 12 packs just sugar-free. Visit them on their website, don'tsleepenergy.com, and use our promo code KOS podcast for 12% off your order Every single time. Once again, that is don'tsleepenergy.com. Big thanks to them for all they do for the Kirby on Sports podcast. Now, let's move on to a game which I, I was following along after seeing this. Some of the highlights I wish I could have watched the whole game because it looked like a dogfight, a mm-hmm. shootout, a barn burner all combined into one. The Lions defeating the Chargers 41 to 38. And it, might I add, probably a really great win for the Lions as well as they improved to seven and two. Yeah. Um, you know, my takeaway from this game is first of all, there's no there was no defense at all. I mean, both defenses <laughs> were horrendously bad. This was like a big this was like a big 12 game, quite frankly, with the lack of defense that we saw on both sides of the ball. That being said, though. Um, the lines, it kind of looked like early in the game. I mean, they were up by two scores, um, late in the second quarter. I think it was 24 to 10. It seemed at that point to me that like, okay, this game is over. Like the lines are going to run away with it. But as we saw throughout the week in the NFL, it was like the chargers just, the chargers didn't go away. They fought back. They clawed back into the game. And, um, 
were able to tie it um, twice, uh, th- actually three times before this game finally ended. Um, so, you know, um, it was a great it was a great win for the Lions. Um, defensively, it's a total mess. Um, you know, the the Chargers really every time that the Lions looked like they were going to extend the game and extend the lead and start to build um, devastating momentum. Um, against the Chargers, it felt like, uh, there we go. There's our pickums, making sure that works. Good yeah, our, our, our pickums graphic, you get a flash of that, but yeah, I, I hate to cut you off, but we have the third member, bring him in. we bring have him in. the third member of our team. He is in second place to the first place, Dan Dembski, the Swiss Army knife, Carlos Martinez. Very tired, Carlos Martinez. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> I apologize for all that. Hi, sir. How are you? Oh, you know, just rushing to get in here. I'm so sorry, guys. I, <laughs> I, we'll talk about it more off screen or after all the good. show. I'm so I sorry. I guess we forgive you. I guess. Well, yeah, I, I guess we can forgive you, but because without me, I don't have a comeback right now. <laughs> yeah, see? you're not you're not as high energy as you could be. With don't sleep energy, by the you way. You just got to give me a second. I'm 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 still. Collecting my bearings. Well, Dan, continue sure, with continue with what you were saying about this uh, Lions whenever the Chargers. I mean, yeah, it's just there was there was just no defense and like um, yeah, I felt I felt like the Lions were going to run away with this game. At least it looked that way in a couple of instances. But you got to give the Chargers some credit there. Um, their offense came alive and um, they seemed to answer every time the Lions uh, scored the. Chargers were able to answer, and um, you know as much as much crap as I give Justin Herbert, I think he played a really great game. Um, he didn't start the game too well, but I think he, uh, you know, he played a lot better in the in the late in the second and in the third yeah, quarter as well. I, I agree there um, because again, the Chargers could not run the football um, as we talked about with the previous in the previous game, um, and they were just stymied running the football. So really, it was just it had to be on Justin Herbert to get them back in this game. Plus, they were trailing by you know, multiple scores and like three different in- instances. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think for the Lions, they, they did enough to win this game. Um, they made just enough plays. Um, like I said, at the top, there was no defense at all. So, you know, whoever had the ball last was probably going to win this game and it ended up, ended up being the Lions, of course. So, um, I, you know, for the Lions, it's just, it's, it's another win in a very impressive season now, seven and two, um, definitely one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, but I don't know if they've truly been challenged, uh, as much as they can be yet. Um, let me check their schedule here real quick. Sorry. I didn't have this opened. Oh, they have the easiest schedule coming up. Do they? Yeah, they do. They are legitimately like might get the one. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. The the only, the only real challenge is like the saints. Well, they play at Dallas. Oh, that's right. I forgot. They do play us. Late, late in the season, but that, that might be a interesting well, that, that, game. I mean, honestly, like that game might be for the one seed if Dallas like continue. Like, let's say Dallas runs the table from okay. now until then, which is very possible, honestly. Um, yeah, that game could come down to like winner gets the one seed. It's a great point. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great. And plus, like Carlos nailed it. Like their schedule is awful. I mean, obviously they have to play Minnesota still. Um, 
twice um, outside of their divisional games, which obviously Minnesota is a divisional game. They really don't have any tough games unless you want to say that, you know, going on the road at New Orleans is going to be a tough matchup, which it shouldn't be. So, um, yeah, a very favorable schedule schedule. Blah, blah, blah. See, wasn't messed <laughs> up. Um, very favorable schedule coming down the stretch for the line. So I think Carlos makes a great point. They could definitely be in the running for the one seed. Um, but this is one of those games like you, 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 you can't make like predictions based off of one game. We've seen that time and time again this year. Every time the talking heads have tried to, um, it's failed miserably. So um, the Lions, Lions are a solid team this year. They, they have been all season. So the fans have been waiting years for it, just like yeah. the Texans have. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm I'm excited to see what they're able to continue to do. And for the Chargers, I mean, they came up short. Um, obviously, the Chargers are going to charge No, but the, uh, no, but you can't say that for this game because this is one of those rare games where like they, they actually well. didn't they actually didn't charge her like it was just they just lost to a better team and where yeah. and nothing weird happened where they <laughs> was the reason no dumb decision was made. Nothing. They did everything perfect, and it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, totally agree with that. So, I mean, that's really it for me. I have nothing else to say about this game. I think well, uh, not everything perfect. Their defense obviously is garbage, yeah, but it was really bad. Really, <laughs> really bad. It's not though. as if it's not like Detroit's was any better. Yeah, that's that's what I said at the start. I said it was like a Big Twelve game where like no defense could stop anything. So yeah, um, every time you looked up, there was more points, more points. I'm like points for everybody. Oprah's out here throwing touchdowns. Like you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. touchdown. I'm like freaking Oprah over here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, was uh, well one thing. One thing, David Montgomery looked really good after coming back from injury with 116 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Gibbs right behind him as well. So their running attack, they they were lighting it up out there for the uh, Lions in this game. Yeah, and that's that's made it easier for, for Goff as well. Um, you know, we know what it's been, what we've said about Goff in the past when you've had to put the game on his shoulders. He hasn't always delivered, but... Um, you know, I think I think Goff is a solid quarterback. He, he definitely um, it definitely helps when you have a solid running game. And I think the Lions have proven this year that they've had that more than in years past. So they, I mean, they, they, they've they've hit all the right buttons, I think. Yeah, to, 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 to continue on the Goff thing, it's like, don't forget, like he, he did take the Rams to a yeah, Super Bowl. And true. it's just Bill Belichick exposed Bill Belichick you know, like, you know, Sean McVay and, yeah. and that's all it is they came up against the Patriots that's all that happened but right that, that season like Goff was really good I mean he outdueled Patrick Mahomes that year and has God I think he's like the only guy that's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes now it's true um and you know and again it's not again they have this Lions team have won tough games prior I mean they opened the season by beating the Chiefs I mean they've beaten the Chargers they've you know, it's this team is good, man. Like this team is really good. And honestly, like if they get the one seed, oh, that's going to be huge because for golf to not have to go to cold weather is going to mm. be a plus since they play indoors. That, that'll be a big plus. Absolutely. So like really, it's like if they don't get the one seed, I mean, it'll be really hard to stop this Detroit team. Agreed. And the Chargers... And like Carlos said, I mean, their their offense was cooking in this game, but their defense just couldn't couldn't help them out when it when it mattered most. It's so. 
to me, it's still fire Brandon Staley because it's like, dude, oh like, yeah, defensive coach, and really, this is this is an <laughs> offensive shootout. Like, you really couldn't figure any. You're supposed to be this this defensive guru. This is Dial why up a blitz or something. Yeah, change and, it up. And nothing. Uh, it, it's so for me, it's still Brandon Staley's probably done at the end of the year. And I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Chargers are completely out of the playoff race right now, but I mean, it's going to be really hard for them. This AFC, I mean. I don't know what else you guys have talked about, obviously, because I came in late. I apologize again. But, I mean, like, it's very possible that the AFC North has, like, four teams, has yeah. all four teams in the playoffs. That I, That's kind of what I said. I mean, the AFC is, like, there is no, like, one team where you're, like, I mean, the Chiefs, obviously. Okay. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? But, I mean, it's not like they're the dominant team this year. They haven't looked great. Baltimore has looked great for certain periods, but then they'll have the one blunder game like they just had. Yeah. Um, same with Cincinnati. I mean, since, kind of- yeah, Cincinnati. I mean, like, yeah, they, they look like they're back in their groove. They're still super dangerous, but it's like you can score on this defense. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is they're cooked. <laughs> they're, they're cooked. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're cooked. But I mean, yeah, Dan, I mean, the AFC has there's this is the one everybody keeps talking about. This is the first time in a while where it's like. There is no super dominant team that looks like they're going to win. Because even though, like, let's look at the NFC. The Eagles are, you know, eight and one right now. It's not like they've looked super dominant becoming eight and one. Like, a lot of close games. They're so beatable. Oh, yeah. And the good, the the only difference is they just know how to win. They're going to make the plays at the end because they've been there. Last year was so huge for this team that even though they're facing these tough, difficult games, they know how to win. They're going to make these. You know they're they're gonna make the stops. They're gonna make the you, you know the first downs. They're they're just gonna make the plays that need to be made to mm-hmm. get the W, and um, and yeah. But I mean, oh, this playoff, I don't know. I think we're in for a great playoff race. We're gonna and see a great some... and a great playoffs this this season. Honestly, we're just because there is no in there, I think that we usually don't see, and I think we're gonna see some upsets in the playoffs too, just like it's been in the regular season. No, I, I say that now, but and then it turns out that all the favorites win, and yeah, and then it turns out Kansas City wins another one. But you it's know, Kansas City and the Eagles again in the in the Super Bowl. But you know, uh, who knows? But I, I I hope it's it's similar to what the regular season has been. It's been kind of hectic this year. In the I don't NFL. know. The Super Bowl logo theory is uh, in full effect still. Yeah, that yeah, is I, true. I did see that. Yeah, that is we'll true. See, see about that. <laughs> So we'll get a rematch between the Ravens and 49ers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I I think that'd be a great matchup. Well, first we got to see how the regular season matchup goes, but we'll get to that later. True, We will, but the Detroit lions over the chargers, we're going to take a brief break. And then we get in to how our teams did this past weekend in football. Stick right here with us. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. 
Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. Welcome back. It is now time to touch on how our teams did this we don't past have to, Sunday Josh. in football. Yes. Um, so, Carlos's team. Let's uh, just start with mine because mine is going to be the quickest because I'm, I'm the only one. I'm the only one with the winning team this week. So let's go. Yeah. the The winning team is Carlos and the Chiefs on a bye. I'm sure you'll touch on what happened over the bye week. Not with, really. There's no, okay, good. Good. Just good. go to social I, media. Glad. You can find everything. You <laughs> it's know. it's my Roman Empire, but we don't need to talk about and, it. And then <laughs> me and Dan had to suffer misery Monday once more. So Carlos, take it. Oh, away. I I usually don't, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, you know, it was a victory Monday for me. Uh, so, uh, something uh, some of the fans call victory polo Monday, where we wear a polo every Monday. I kind of um, like that. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would, Dad. I knew you would. You love wearing love polos. polos. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, no. Um, I don't even know what was the final score. Forty nine seventeen. Yeah, of course. Dallas beat, yeah. Dallas beat the Giants forty nine seventeen. Outscored them eighty nine to seventeen in the season series. I mean, complete domination. There's not really a lot to say much. I mean, the Giants are just a bad team this season, and especially this iteration of them. But at the same time, we beat the best possible version of this team mm-hmm. to begin the season, forty nothing. So uh, you can't take anything away from that. But I mean, yeah. Look, this is what I expect Dallas to do against the bad teams. We should dominate these teams. Now it's just a matter of can we do it against the good teams? Can we do it against the Phillies, the San Francisco's, the Detroit's, you know, coming up, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins. You know, we have all these big games coming up, you know, so hopefully this stretch of bad teams that we're about to face, although I'm I'm not gonna lie, dude, that Washington game isn't looking so easy per se. I mean, I still think that Dallas should win that, but I think it'll be it'll I think it'll be more of a scrap than people are giving it uh, credit for. But um, yeah, I mean, is Dallas going to take the opportunity against these bad teams and win these games in dominant fashion and thus get some momentum going into these you know tough games coming up? Um, and yeah, I mean they they look good. I mean, obviously, welcome. You know, Brendan Cooks has entered into the chat. He completely doubled his numbers in one game than he had all season. CeeDee Lamb is proven to be a top five wide receiver every single game. I mean, he's just killing it right now. He's on fire. Uh, Dak Prescott. Boys, can we have the Dak Prescott in the MVP conversation yet? What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd I, I put, put him in there right now. I, would. I mean, What quarterback is realistically playing better than Dak Prescott right now? Mahomes, no, no, no. It's just it, it's been what a down year. About Patrick Mahomes is doing better than Dak Prescott right now. It's been kind of a down year for quarterbacks. I think Dak is. Dak, yeah, Dak that, that's true. That a down year. I'd say that too. 
I mean, um, we obviously can't talk about Josh Allen because Josh Allen has been terrible <laughs> and is leading, is leading the league in interceptions right now. If he's still in the MVP conversation after this week. about him in the MVP, not at a 5-5 five and five record, and he's no. throwing more picks than anybody's ever seen. You know? <laughs> um, we can't – I mean, obviously you throw Mahomes in there because it's Patrick Mahomes, and despite the fact that maybe he's not lighting it up, I mean, he's – they're I still think winning. Still they're still in that winning. conversation. He's still, the he's still the reason they're winning. Lamar, oh man, I this this was brought that to my attention. Lamar week. has the same amount of touchdowns week. as interceptions. Yeah, I did not know that. Mm. He turns he turns it over. He turns it over a lot. That's 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 what he does. So it might be hard to have him in there. Um, Jalen had a turnover issue to start the year, but has really tapered down the past. A few weeks, obviously. I think he's up there. Yeah. Well, I think you still have Jalen Hurts up there. Um, I Joe Burrow. I, I mean, the, you you can't forget about the beginning of the season. Obviously, he was hurt, and then he got better, and you saw the difference it made. I guess you throw him in that conversation. I don't know, well, man. Said, I know you said Lamar. I mean, he's got ten touchdowns, five picks, which isn't ten touchdowns is not good. I mean, it's if you're not, if you're want to be in the MVP conversation, but. He's also had a lot of uh, troubles with his receivers to start the season, but that's. But it's it's been a down year for quarterback play, I think, in general. But I, I, think, I, I think Dak, I, I think Dak's in the conversation that regardless. Yeah, I think I think if they be, end up if the, Dallas ended up beating Philly, there's no question, right? I mean, you you'd have to put Dak in that game because Dak single-handedly um, put the team on his back. I think in that mm. game. Um, now they came up short. I think if they win, it's it's a surefire thing. But I think he's still I think he's still up there for sure. Well, obviously, I mean, luckily we still have one more game against them um, to per, and right. if Dak performs well again and completely you outplays know. Jalen Hurts, then it's like, yeah, I mean, come on, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, and if they win too, that which I'm predicting because Dallas at home has been unstoppable. Um, Jerry's world. You somehow Jerry World became a home field advantage for Dallas because it hasn't been for the past like 10 years. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Dak Prescott's been lighting it up. Uh, he had that really bad pick, but he shook it off really quickly and immediately got back to doing what he was doing best. I mean, again, what what has really changed it, since the bye week? It's been Dak Prescott using his leg legs and extending plays and just ha- adding that threat to the repertoire it, it opens up so much. And when Dallas gets this running game going event, mm-hmm. like when they're going to they're because they got to figure it out still, but they're going to get it figured out. You know, maybe it's, they start going back to the one, two punch thing with Rico Dowdle and um, Tony Pollard, because when you see Rico have the ball, he just brings a different level of physicality that Tony Pollard doesn't have. And that might help Tony Pollard, you know, uh, you know, start doing what he was doing best with Zeke. Um, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Good yeah. Point it's it's just clear i think at this point that he's just not like the premier back like kind of guy he's not going to be the guy who's need like this is going to take all the touches um and yeah they the the offense just uh, everybody played great michael gallup had two incredible catches uh jalen brooks a guy that's been on the fringes of you know the cowboys fandom who like well only only us and like that are like deep in the knowledge knew about he finally got a chance to you know show what he's about and we knew he was going to perform he made some a couple good plays um but obviously the main story was brendan cooks finally uh showing why he was brought to dallas 
uh, offensively. Defensively, I mean, come on, Deron Bland, another interception. He's yes. done such a fantastic job so of stepping in for Trayvon Diggs. So good. Um, and, good. I mean, the Cowboys just uh, – we did really good. Obviously, the sad news of Leighton Vander Esch as he's out for the rest yes. of the season. He actually might be done with football entirely. Um, this is another sure. neck injury and it's now starting to become a question of, okay, man, like, is this really worth it for you anymore? Um, so it sucks to see that, uh, you know, and maybe he does come back, but I, from everything that I'm hearing, it, it might be a career for him. Um, but we have, you know, we have bell, you know, and we have, we have, we have some guys that could definitely step into that role and who have stepped into that role. And obviously Micah was playing a little linebacker in this game, um, which he was originally a linebacker anyways, coming out of Penn state. Um, You know, uh, this team is just, they're humming right now. And I, I, I think that again, that, that Philly game, I think really unlocked something in this team showing that, Hey, like we are good enough to compete with the big boys. That 49ers game was just like, that was a one-off. I think, you know, you play the 49ers again, I don't know if we beat them, you know, because we haven't beaten them in the past, you know, the past three times. But I don't think it's that dominant of a performance the way that they were, you know, in week five. Um, but, you know, you know, Dak Prescott keeps playing like this. Cowboys might mess around and win three playoff games, but <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Well, you say uh, that I'm, every year, Carlos. Not, I, I do not, but I don't. I don't. I I'm don't. just saying Cowboys fans in general. I know. I, I don't, but um, but we see it. You know, if Dak plays at this high of a level, you know, going into the playoffs. I believe it when which, I see it. That's all I got to say. I mean, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But if he plays, if he continues playing at this level, I, I mean, it'll be really hard to beat Dallas. It, it will be. I'm not saying that you know they won't be beaten. Like they'll, they for sure can be beaten. They can be had, um, but um, you know we just haven't seen Dak Prescott go into the playoffs playing at this level because true. either he got injured or he just wasn't. He just or he just wasn't playing at this level. Didn't and close out the season well. That's yeah, it, it was it was oh, the offense got stagnant at the end, and it was mostly the defense doing most of the work. I mean, we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes, but I, I think the way I think the way the season has been going thus far for Dallas has been constant progression. We have seen the offense constantly get better and better and better as the season's gone on. So I'm, and again, we haven't even seen the final product of what this Texas Coast offense is supposed to look like. So, uh, and I mean, if we want to talk about the Giants real quick, I mean, my God. What up? To go terrible. from where they were last year to yeah. coach of the year. There's mom making his bed and making his food I, I and think, whatnot. That right, guy go. should not have a job in the NFL. Not even, a, not even, <laughs> not even on the practice squad. What a joke. All right, Kirby. <laughs> All right, Kirby. Easy there. <laughs> Dan, you just, you just went from one to 10 real quick about Tommy just, DeVito. There's some guys in this league that just, they, they should He's be. Italian, Dan. Okay, that's how the Italians are. The, the I'm not. I'm not criticizing. So I'm not criticizing Elizabeth's mommy and daddy. I'm not criticizing that. I'm not because I think I think. Look, in this economy today, it's perfectly acceptable and also culturally acceptable too. And I know Italians are. I'm not criticizing for that. I'm saying. Why is he playing in an NFL game? He he, he couldn't even compete in he's college. The thir- he's the third string. He's not okay, supposed. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. He's still. 
Who cares oh. about Tyrod? Daniel Here got hurt. Again. Daniel Jones got hurt. Okay? I know. I, I know how he got there, Carlos. Quarterback got hurt. Then Tyrod, the of course, story. on cue, gets hurt like he always does, yeah. which leaves the Giants in a very hard position where they can't, you know, it's not like there's like great, I mean, I guess they could have gotten Carson Wentz, but, you know. Go get uh, Blake Bortles or something. Give yourself a chance. Come oh, on. No, no, he's not. Carson I, I, Wentz. I'm Bortles is retired. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I thought I thought he was still a free agent, maybe. Um, But no, I mean, look, I think last year really – uh, kind of a fluke. Was under, it a fluke? No, I don't think it was a fluke. I think it just it, it made the Giants feel like they were much they were in a different spot in the rebuild than where they what they really were. I mean, yeah. let's face it, last year for the NFC East was a lot of cookie cutter schedules. They yeah. had they all had the easiest schedules in the league. NFC East last year. In, you know, well, they were the NFC beast because we got you know three teams in the playoffs, baby. And yeah. the, NFC the NFC was weaker last year, though, too. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. The, cool. NFC, the NFC East was the best conference last year. This year's the FC North. Um, uh, but no, I mean, look, uh, it, it, I think it just like shows that like just because they made the playoffs did not mean that they were actually a good team. And I think they made a mistake by signing Daniel Jones to a big contract. Oh. They should have given him the franchise tag. Yep. And found a way to give Saquon Barkley the money instead, or or something. You know, I don't know. But now well, they're get some receivers. God, they got they got no receivers. They have no receivers. Ridiculous. But now they're in play for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Who's the top? There's two top quarterback prospects. You know, with Drake May and of course Caleb Williams. You can't pass up on these guys. Like I, don't, I think Drake May is going to be a bust. That's just my personal opinion of Drake May. But I, I haven't really studied his film yet. I don't. Really um, Caleb I, don't, I don't I don't think you can you you've given you've committed to Daniel Jones I mean you can't so, just you see, that's that's a predicament and Daniel Jones you can't really trade him per se like, no, yeah, you're no to one's gonna take that contract, contract over nope but no on way. top of that he's not gonna be ready until like week seven next year because of the yep. torn ACL right so there's just so much going wrong with the Giants organization and Saquon's, Saquon's leaving like he's yep. done he's not staying in New York no so like what what do you what do they do? Maybe they throw us a curveball and they just go with Marvin Harrison Jr. I could see it. I could see it. You got you they need they need weapons. They don't have anybody. Why not? Who knows? Why not? Uh all in all, yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, I think Brian Dayball is still the right guy for the job. I just don't I just think this has just been a terrible season for the Giants. It's just all gone wrong. We'll find out uh, next year. We'll really get a sense next year. I think. Of, well, let's. Uh, they need to stop going on these two-year coaching cycles with with these guys. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I think know, because again, the last like what two, three coaches for the Giants have only had two years, and then they were gone. So it's yeah, like just because the too. They, they well, the Texans are one year, one one and done. <laughs> yeah, lately, but I think they finally found their guy. But you know, let's just see. Let's just yeah. wait and see what happens with the Giants. Let's see what the process is. They got to let it play out. You guys are going to get a good draft pick. Um, Be smart. I, they're just gonna have to really evaluate whether they want to continue with Daniel Jones. What do they do with? Because if they like cut him, take him off the roster, oh. that's like a sixty-eight million dollar dead cap hit. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. There's a lot that they need to figure out, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's it for me. I'm done. Yep, a good win. The Cowboys over the Giants. Am I ripping the Band-Aid off first, or do you want to, Dan? Well, your rant is always last, so I'll go. Go ahead. I'll go. Um, yeah, this game, 
Ravens fall to the Browns. I'll do the score since Kirby didn't really intro me. Yeah, he's uh, terrible Browns. right now. I thought oh. I was the one who woke up late from a nap. Are you? Browns. Well, I showed up on you're time. S- well, you're sleeping over there, bro. I'm Greg. sleeping. I just head you're, down. Not, you're not setting us up for anything. Yeah, well, I, I forgot. It was a mistake. Oh, I forgot. I'm the host. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Would you like for me to set it up for you? 33 to 31. The Browns come into Baltimore and beat the Baltimore Ravens. You had your chance, Kirby, and you blew Dan, it. over to you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this game was extremely frustrating. Now, I've had some time to think about it, obviously. And, um, you know, it's not red alert, red alarm, uh, five alarm fire time, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, especially considering how the if you look at the season in general, there's been a ton of upsets, a lot of teams uh, who lost who shouldn't. And plus, this is a division game. So you throw out all that crap about, uh, you know, competition. And I think the Browns with Deshaun Watson are a much better and much more competitive team in general, as much as it pains me to say that. And I don't like him as a person. Um, he's a pretty solid quarterback and he. Uh, he sort of proved his worth in this game, I think, especially in the second half. Um, but Definitely. yeah, I mean, this game started about as perfect for the Ravens as it could on the first or second play from scrimmage. Um, Deshaun Watson throws a pick six. Um, and it's it was um, Kyle Hamilton, who has been really great coming off the blitz this year. I think in, in that particular play, um, I don't know if he was blitzing or if he was just in the flat. I think he was out in the flat. But regardless, uh, picks it off and goes back for a touchdown and I mean, I'm thinking, great, this game's going to be perfect for us. We're going to we're gonna find a way to run away with this. Um, and our offense got going quickly, too, as, um, as Keaton Mitchell for the second straight week has uh, had, had another great game, uh, rips off a big touchdown run for us, and it's 14 nothing. And then I'm starting to think, let's go. Like, we're – the Ravens are – I mean, they're solid. Um, the Ravens kind of – they didn't really fall asleep in the second quarter, but I felt like they did – Kind of let off the gas a little bit. The Browns uh, obviously um, take uh, it goes into halftime at a 17 to nine Ravens lead. Um, but I was impressed with how the Ravens came out in the third quarter. They they go ahead 24 to nine. And at that point, um, the Browns make it a one possession game again. Um, you sense a pattern here. The Ravens would pull away a little bit and the Browns would Browns would uh, edge back. Um, the game really came apart for the Ravens and really got going for the Browns in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, that quarter starts with the Ravens um, taking a 31-17 lead with, let's see, about 11 and a half minutes to go in the game. Um, very quickly, the Browns answer uh, with a two and a half minute drive to make it a one possession game again. Um, and then Lamar Jackson throws a pick six to uh you would mm. think tie it but uh the browns missed the extra point so at that point the ravens still have the lead but the browns have all the momentum at this point and the ravens are deflated and the home fans are deflated and it's just extreme frustration because we we see another game um and this has been kind of the ravens mo in these types of situations the game got away from them and uh they let the browns hang around we've talked about several teams mm-hmm. who've done that this year the ravens um, historically speaking, you've done this against a lot of teams. Um, and yet again, um, you can't let anybody in this league hang around, especially a team in your own division, because these games are utterly important, especially in this division where, um, you know, obviously we're going to talk about Cincinnati or we did talk about Cincinnati already, but they lost. So this is a chance to really put 
a pretty big or not, not a not a big lead, but take a two to three game lead in the division, which is so key uh, coming down the stretch here. Um, and the Ravens just totally collapsed. Um, I think it really started with their defense, which has been so good most of the season, especially um, their defensive line and being able to wreak havoc, um, which they did in the first half against Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Browns just dominated them at the point of attack, at the line of scrimmage. I felt like they, for whatever reason, it was like the Ravens were asleep and the Browns had, had drank don't sleep energy. If <laughs> we go. And they had there that extra go. jolt. Um, and they just dominated the Ravens, uh, defensive line and, um, gave Deshaun Watson a lot of time to throw. Um, and really everything the Browns did, especially in the third and fourth quarter, it seemed to work. Um, against the Ravens team um, that, again, was deflated. And it was it's extremely frustrating um, to watch the Ravens give away another game because they did, they've did they done this earlier in the season. They did it against Pittsburgh in a way. They de- definitely did it against Indianapolis. Um, two games that um, I think those are both home games as well. For some reason, they have struggled to hold leads at home, So, um, which makes me very worried for Thursday night. I know we're going to talk about that matchup but um yeah I, I think in general like this is just one of those things like john harbaugh has to answer to why why did we why did you guys let up like why did it seem like everything came apart and i can tell you on offense what happened was and i said this in the group chat we completely abandoned the run and this has been a formula for the ravens when they run the football effectively they they can they can play action pass and they can they can score on any team in this league. I, I have no doubts about that, and we've seen that happen. Um, when they abandon the run, as they did in this game, um, and they try some really dumb pass plays, which I think Todd Munkin has to you know, give an answer as to why you're throwing backwards or screen passes and trying to do little trick play. I'm like, what are you doing? Just just run your offense. Like, There's, there's nothing complicated about it. Um, just this is a ground and pound team to start and then play action from there. But, um, and then of course the Lamar Jackson pick six, that, that just can't happen. I mean, that, that's a throw that you just can't make. And for a guy who, um, got, oh, hold on, hold, hold on. In, in fairness though, the ball was tipped at the, yeah, line. that's true. So in fairness, it wasn't as if he threw it right to the defender. It's like, it just was bad luck that it ended up that way. That's fair. That's, that's, that, that's a fair point. Um, but still, but it's still brutal. Right. And that was and that was the point in the game when I felt like it was over. Um, And I think that's when the Browns missed the extra point, which, you know, even though the Ravens had the lead, I'm like, well, this this momentum is completely shifted. But um, nobody played well in it really in the second half for the Ravens. I really was not impressed with anybody offensively or defensively. Um, And it just completely came apart. But you got to credit the Browns. They fought back in this game. They. They were able to make some really big plays. And again, it all started with their dominating the Ravens at the line of scrimmage, I think was the biggest reason why they got back in this game and why they got the momentum. And uh, um, it's the Browns are a dangerous team with Deshaun Watson. Um, They're not going to be talked about as much. Um, Certainly not in the AFC where we talk about some of these, uh, you know, teams like we talked about this year, like the Ravens and the Chiefs and, um, you know, those teams that have been at the top of the AFC standings. Um, but the Browns, the Browns can be really solid. There's a reason they paid Deshaun Watson all this money. Um, and I know there for most games, it was like we haven't seen anything from him. And obviously he's been hurt a lot. So um, 
this was kind of what his like second full start or something like that since he's come back. So, um, but the Ravens have to get it together quick because now you have a short week. Uh, you're hosting the, the Bengals and it, it's a must win game, especially for Cincinnati. But I think it's a must win game for both teams. Mm -hmm. um, the Ravens got to have it. They got to get back on track and they got to once again, put their imprint in this division um, because Pittsburgh has already beaten you. Um, I think they, they beat Cincinnati earlier this season. I think Joe Burrow was banged up at the time. So you're going to get a pr pretty much fully healthy Joe Burrow, um, which you haven't seen yet. So um, things don't get easier for the Ravens. They, they, you know, obviously, their schedule is tough coming down the stretch as well. This was the easy, easy part of their schedule um, outside of their division games. So um, I feel like I've blabbed a lot. I don't know if I've covered everything, um, but this was just a total team loss. I, I don't think you can pin it on one person or, or one specific side of the ball. The defense collapsed and gave up too many big chunk plays, um, had too many dumb penalties, which really killed them down the stretch. And then, of course, the offense went stagnant and, um, you know, had a, had a critical turnover that went for a touchdown. So. That'll do just about any team in this league in. Uh, you're not going to win many games playing the way they did in the in the third and especially the fourth quarter. So credit the Browns. They just wanted it more. Sheer, it was sheer will for them once they um, once that third late third quarter, I would say it got into late in the third quarter. I feel like the Browns were just hungry and, and dominant on both sides of the ball. So credit to them. The Ravens. They got they got a lot to answer for quickly, and uh, they, but they also have to have a short memory because you got a game now, and as we do this podcast in forty eight hours, so you gotta gotta find a way to put it behind you quickly, and and but also learn from it as well, which I think is an important thing for the Ravens moving forward. And no, no. last, and last no, but not least, no, I mean yeah, the pity party on. must begin. E <sighs> Seattle 29, the Commanders 26. I, I, I mean, what can we really take away from this game, gentlemen? Um, well, let's get your opinion on Sam Howe to start. Oh, my God. No, don't do this. Okay, I got the receipts. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, <laughs> I'm ready. He threw three touchdowns, threw the ball 44 times. I, I think the issue in this game, they didn't use the run a lot. Nope, they did not run the football much. But um, sure. yeah, um, Sam Howell, his passing yards leading the league, but that doesn't really matter to any of you all. No, no, no. Present your argument. Present present your argument. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Come on, go. Come on. I did a lot. I, of I have no argument. Present your argument. Present your argument. State your case, sir. No, so uh, what I was presenting to you all, Sam Howell is leading the NFL in passing yards. That's in week 10. In week 10. It's not the end of the season, but in week 10. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And my question to you all, do you think he's doing pretty well, or do you think this is that's, just That's not what you said. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. Do you think he's doing pretty well? No, you asked us. He's our. Do you guys think he's the franchise guy? I, no matter yeah, what, you no matter what, they're, they're, he's the franchise guy. Oh no, no, he's a. So, so you think that because he's he's not, you don't think he's a good quarterback? You're trying to make the present the case that that say what you want about you know the loss, but you can't blame Sam Howe because Sam Howe was good and he's been good all season. He's leading the lead in passing yards. I'm not well, saying he's been good all season. No, no, no. That is exactly what you said. That is exactly the argument. You're I didn't. I did not well, say he was good to all you, season. Ladies and gentlemen, the passing leaders for the past 10 seasons. <clears throat> 
you will see a trend. Starting with last year, leading passer Patrick Mahomes, 5,250 yards. 2021, Tom Brady, 5,316 yards. 2020, Deshaun Watson with 4,823 yards. 2019, this one will throw you guys for a loop. The 30 for 30 season, baby. Jameis Winston, 5,109 yards, right. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's right. A little Mr. Mr. Consistent. Yeah, very consistent. Um, 2018, Ben Roethlisberger, 5,129 oh, yeah. yards. Tom Brady, 4,577 yards in 2017. 2016, Drew Brees. 2015, Drew Brees. 2014, Drew Brees. 2013, Peyton Manning. 2012, oh. Drew Brees. So let me... So I'm going to preface this with this. There's always the anomaly every now and again. Yep. Because if we're, if, we're, if we're going by this by this theory that because you lead the league in passing yards, you're somehow a great quarterback and you're destined to be the franchise. I was guy. asking you. My turn to speak, sir. I, I, no, I, I turn to speak. I have the receipt. I asked. I did not remain silent. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Carlos was speaking. Go ahead, Carlos. The champion speaks. The, the, the jester remains silent. <laughs> the jester. So what I was trying to say is... Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> I'm just every now and yeah, again, come off the rails. Here we go. Every now and again. See, this show had to go off the rails at some uh, point. Put, put, put me in the right... Sp- thank you. No, it's it's you, Kirby, because you're not letting us. You're not letting me finish my point before you have Let to interrupt by defending Sam Howe. Is my point is yeah. here the anomaly happens every now and again where the bad quarterback does because if we're going by your theory that passing yards is the determining factor on whether a quarterback is good or not, which it is not. It's a fake stat. Okay, <laughs> it's really not proving anything because as you can see, most of the time. It's a it's a goat who's playing who's who's leading it. It's either Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Then you have the outliers and Jameis Winston and Deshaun Watson, who is a serviceable quarterback. But are we going to sit here and say that Jameis Winston's an elite quarterback because he no led way. in 2019 when he threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions? You know why? Probably not. Kirby, you know why he's leading the league because he throws it 65 times a game. That's why he leads the league in passing. He, he, you can't you run know, the you football. Can pass for all the yards you want, but at the end of the day, he's not winning. So if you don't win, you're he not cares. a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Now he played well in this game. I, I will give you that one. Well, they're not Holy using. Stuff. They're not utilizing the run. I don't understand it at all. Riverboat Ron should have been gone a while ago, so that's part of your problem right Thank there. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. I, I have somebody who agrees with me. On well, I've been oh saying that God. forever. That's not a novel idea. That's not that a forever. fan base a lot of people. you're clamoring from to get fired, Kirby. Don't act like Dan is the only one supporting you here. There's a lot Everybody says Riverboat Ron needs to go. He does. Stop. Yeah. Stop the cap. I... This pity party gets on my nerves every week because yeah, it's the same it's complaint. Riverboat Ron needs to go. They don't use the run game. It's like, dude, come on. Like, we know what this team is at this point. And if you're in a atrocious monstrosity, that's what it is. But you do it to yourself, Kirby. They're rebuilding. What do you expect? They're they're not going to 
I mean, it, it, it's hard to tamper your expectations a little bit. Why is it heartbreaking? You just years. got a new owner. This is the guy from the previous owner. You have to give this time to build into what it what it's going to be. Yeah. You're talking about you are now owned by the guy who has legitimately done the process in Philadelphia for the past 15 years. That's right. I don't know that, if it was that. That is time. true, but it's a process, Kirby. It doesn't freaking happen overnight. So I'm tired of these dumb pity parties every week. Washington sucks. You guys are going to lose a lot of games this year. It is what it is. Accept it. The first step is acceptance. Okay. <laughs> then it's admittance. Okay. Then you got to admit that you have a problem. Hi, uh, my name is Josh Kirby and I'm a commanders fan. Okay. And then, and then we can get on to the next step, which is getting over it. Well, I, I, I must Beautiful, say, Carlos. Beautiful. I love it. I, I'm I, tired of the pity party. I'm tired of it. Yeah. My God. You see, it's the Carlos, same. Carlos it's like, is so worried it's about like listening to a thing. A oh, it's like listening to a bad, bad song. It's, it's like listening record. to a bad song on repeat over and over again. Yeah. It's true. Well, the commanders. I mean, at least Sam Howell threw the ball really well, but I don't really know what else to say. Listen, Seattle, Seattle's a decent team. It was that was going to be a tough game for you guys to go. It was always a tough matchup. And, I, I, and in Seattle, and in Seattle, Seattle. I think they had a not, bad taste the in their mouth after the Baltimore loss. Places to play in the National Football League. It's it's tough to go out there and beat the Seahawks. It always has been. So, chill a little bit. I, I, well, the only thing they did well is Sam Howell threw it uh, p- pretty well. Three touchdowns, 300 yards. They they, they were – I mean, they, they came up short, but they played better than just Sam Howell. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, there are a lot of different pieces who made contributions. Brian Robinson had a touchdown catch. Antonio Gibson, Diami Brown. So, Howell spread the ball out. But still, I, I don't understand why the commanders are not utilizing the running game at – yeah, at all. It's been their like, problem for a long time. I mean, we've talked about it over and over, and we it, this goes ye- back years that they've had issues with running the football. And it's not anything and, new. And not, I just not, none man, of the complaints are anything new. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, none of it's new. It's the yeah. same thing over and over. It's again. the same thing. So Nothing then, why changed. are you relax? Why are you? I don't understand why you're still complaining about it. You know what the issues are. So why do you keep bringing? Up, I don't know why they're not doing <laughs> this. Like. We know why. They're bad. Okay? They are bad. Hey, they are a, bad. Thank you. Take a deep breath. Offensive line stinks. <sighs> Kirby. You're fine. You're okay, Kirby. This is nothing yeah. new. You guys have been mediocre for years. I know. But I, I must say, I think it's Seattle. It's your fault. Wanted- you guys let yourselves think for some reason that this was going to be the year that Washington surprises everyone. Not me. I didn't think that at all. Well, clearly, you did because you're sitting here all disappointed, throwing a pity party every week. Well, I'm, good, I'm having an invention here with you, and honestly, this is not great. You know, you are you are hooked on the substance. <laughs> We're it's not too late an intervention to get here on the Kirby on Sports podcast. I'm giving you tough love, man. Well, listen, listen, listen. Here, here, here's another point. I think Seattle had a really bad taste in their mouths after that Baltimore loss. And I mean, if that was true, they would have beat you guys down. But and they didn't. So I don't think that's true. I think well, they you got it was just a competitive game and you guys just lost. 
That's it. Yeah. It sucks, but it is what it is. It's the NFL. It's been weird this year. I mean, we said that at the top. There's been a lot of, I mean, this game wasn't really an upset, but there, there's been a lot of upsets. There's been a lot of topsy-turviness to the league this year. So you just got to ride the wave and get hope you get to the end and you're leading your division. That's, that's I, I will say one thing. The Commanders have New York next week at home and they're 10-point favorites. I mean, that should be. I, dude, that's should. the first time in who knows how long they've been listen, 10 listen, that, that Giants team, I mean, the Giants team that you guys faced earlier in the season was much more competitive than this version of it. I mean, they, they're just decimated right now. And, yeah. like, yeah, you if, if Washington does not win this game, if Washington somehow blows this against the Giants, which is very bottom again. Okay. No, 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 no. It's not waiting until the end of the season. I, Ron Rivera needs to be fired on the sideline. In the hallway. Yep. You fire you fire him on the field. You just as they're doing the handshakes, Josh exactly. Harris comes out and gives him the hook. Just give yep. him his pink slip. That's right. Don't even I wait guess. Well, that that was our team's. We're calling this segment the Kirby Pity Party from now on. The Kirby Pity. Need some sad music to play at the start of this. I'm gonna create a whole graphic for it. <laughs> it's gonna have, it's just gonna have his, yeah, him crying and a baby wailing in the background. <laughs> well, that that wraps up that segment. Our teams and how they did this past Sunday. And when we Hopefully. return, except we will for, bring you. Yes. <laughs> And we will bring you the breeze around the NFL and the Kirby on Sports Pick'em. Stick right here with us. Hey, Kirby on Sports Podcast listeners. Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate here. You know, it may seem scary or daunting at first to think about buying or selling a home. Well, look no further. Give me a call. 540-247-1527. There's nothing more than I love to do than help my friends make those transactions fun, interesting, and at the end of the day, productive. Look me up online, iconsells.com, and even better, find me on my podcast, Iconic Talk, with my co-host Megan Eanes on any podcast platform. We will share all the local news about real estate markets and our local community. It's educational. Look us up. We'd love to help you. iconsells.com, 540-247-1527. Josh? You may have heard the saying, it's not if your home will get termites, it's when. At Barrett Pest and Termite Services, we're doing our best to refute that saying one home at a time. Our thorough inspections and treatments are designed to keep your home or business termite-free. Termites cause $5 billion in damages every year. A preemptive inspection is one of the best ways to keep that from happening to you. Because once you see evidence of termites with the naked eye, you can be sure they've already been at work for some time. Put a stop to termites and the damage they do by calling Barrett Pest and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. Barrett Pest and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. Hi, this is Mark Peter Lynch with Guild Mortgage. One of the greatest joys in doing business over the last 30 years in the Shenandoah Valley is helping people buy their first home. Buying their first home and putting the keys in their hand at the closing table has brought me so much joy. If you want to buy your first home, a second home, or an investment property, or build wealth through investment in real estate, give me a call. My phone number is 540-664-4700. 
or you can find me on the World Wide Web at www.marksmortgage.com. Welcome that back. That was insufferable. That last part was insufferable. Welcome back, gentlemen. It's now time for the breeze around the NFL. Are we ready? Let's breeze. Let's by go. the way, Kirby, that was, I'll, I'll explain what I meant by that off air. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, thank you, Carlos. Your support is greatly appreciated in my time of sadness. Right. Oh, now. It, it was not. It was. It, I'll, I'll explain afterwards. I'll explain afterwards. It's the breeze. Are we ready? Yes. The Bears over the Panthers, 16 to 13. Nah, who cares? Let's move on. The Colts beating the Patriots 10 to 6. Mac Jones is terrible. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 on they're they're unwatchable. I mean, you just it, they're brutally bad. They're they're the worst team in the NFL. I, I think the Patriots are. You, no, your, favorite, are your favorite your favorite Giants. You know, you kind of get it because they're decimated, but the Patriots, it's like, oh God. Yeah, yeah, you're all's favorite person I heard earlier today about Bill Belichick. I don't know if you saw it or not. What? Dan Orschlowski. He says, oh, he already knows where Bill Belichick's going to be next as a coach and GM. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on. Yeah, yeah sure, Dan. You know, you nah, know. Belichick wants that winning record, so he's probably going to continue coaching. I just don't think it's going to be with the Patriots next season. Um, we'll see, but I don't know. Well, that that's about all they wrote. The Colts over the Patriots, ten to six. Let's move on. 49ers all over the Jags. Hmm. Yeah, the 49ers once again. Brock Purdy looks great when the Avengers are together, but you know we we saw what happens when he doesn't have all the weapons. So I, I still don't believe in Brock Purdy as a quarterback by himself. But I mean, look, he's doing the job when he's got all the weapons. And dude, Doug Peterson needs to take over play calling again. Because like this, this Jaguars offense just is not it. It's Bad. just not. It's terrible. It's it's so boring and unwatchable. And yeah, just he needs to take play calling back because that last year was they looked fantastic and they just look nothing like they need to be looking at right now. And yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, they're 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 lost right now. Quite frankly, they need a new direction. So whether that's whether they fire or they bring, no, I don't think they need to fire the offensive coordinator. I just think he's just bad at calling plays. Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Oof. Not, yeah, not, 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 not great. But again, high. it's because like the offense just was not operating well because of the play calling. So yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Moving cool. on, Joshua Dobbs in the Minnesota Vikings over the Saints. Twenty. There's only one man who believed in them, and it was that man right there, Dan Dembski. I'll take three and three if it means I get to pick Joshua Dobbs. I'm always going to do it. That's fair. Joshua Dobbs is looking incredible. He just wins. Dude, I've been saying this for the past few weeks. I'm like, dude, I've been going off what you said a couple weeks ago, giving you credit. I put it in the group message. I'm like, is Josh Dobbs a good quarterback? I think he's a good quarterback. He's just in a bad situation with the Cardinals. Yeah, which, you know, they're just not a good team right now. I mean, even though they won with Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray actually looked really good. He did. Um, and um, for him to come here to uh, a situation that short you know, is, re- is a really good situation, they have really good weapons, and they don't even have their best weapon yet, Justin Jefferson, who's coming back here soon. I mean, Vikings might make the playoffs. I really think they're going to make the playoffs. What a story that would be. 
Absolutely. I'm rooting for Josh Dobbs, man. I really hope he succeeds. I am too. I, I think he'll do great. Moving on here, the Steelers over the Packers, 23 to 19. Steelers, Steelers are the luckiest team, man. The NFL. Luckiest team. They have been all season. They hey, just... can, can people relax on Jordan Love? Like, uh, I, I went back and looked. Aaron Rodgers' first season, 6 terrible. and 11. Yeah, he was terrible. He was not, it, was, it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers was immediately lighting up the league as soon as he came in. Like, let's relax with the Jordan Love thing. He hasn't really played football in a while. He's just, he's getting his feet. Let's see what he looks like next season. Like he's getting experience right now that he hasn't had because he was behind Aaron Rodgers for the past like two years, three years. Yeah, I agree with that. You got to, got to, got to cut him some slack. That's the problem and yeah, the Steelers the nowadays. Everybody wants the rookie quarterback to immediately produce. And it's like, guys, like it just doesn't happen that quickly normally. Like we got to let never- guys, we got to develop guys. We got to let them, you know, go. Like let's stop expecting them to be you know, Patrick Mahomes or something like that. And and he, I mean, he wasn't a rookie when he took off either. He had three years or Behind whatever. Alex Smith. Correct. And he, and he also had the benefit of having Andy Reid as his head coach. Right. Right. It's all, it's all about the situations these guys are in. So, and you know, it used to be that rookie quarterbacks didn't even start most of the time. They just, they were always backup. So, um, yeah, I agree with Carlos. And uh, yeah, the Steelers just, I, I don't know how they win games, but it just seems like they squeak out every game. Uh, it looks like it's because Matt Canada finally left the booth and came to the sideline instead. I guess he's better there. <laughs> Who would have thought? Apparently so. Mike Tomlin can yell at him face to face instead of. This dumb team the- is going to make the playoffs and it's going to be yeah. so annoying. Yeah, I know. I agree. I hate Steelers. I hate them. Yeah, me too, man. Believe me. Oh, I know. I hope you guys beat them down. <laughs> Moving on, the Bucks over the Titans, twenty to six. Not a not not really a lot to say for this game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have a lot. No, criti- I don't really. I can't really criticize the Titans. Like, yeah, nothing. It's just not a good game. Yeah, they had they they had an off day for sure. Welcome back, Kyler Murray, twenty five to twenty three win over the Falcons. Bad team they're playing, the but yeah, so bad, dude, and. <sighs> God, and they might make the playoffs too because the, the, the <laughs> NFC South is so bad this year. It'd be oh crazy to see God. them. Taylor Heineke got hurt. They put in Desmond Ritter, and he runs in for a touchdown. And yeah, you're like, oh my Taylor, God. My, poor Taylor Heineke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? We covered that. Looks like the Raiders beating the Jets 16-12. to that game was a. I didn't even watch it. Yeah, it I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even watch it. All I heard is it was atrocious. It was it was a crapshoot of field goals, but Antonio Pierce is two and now. Nice throw at the end of the game. Probably should have been caught too, because you had two receivers right there. But yeah, yeah, it got batted down by his own guy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's the most Jets way to lose possible. Is how they lost that Fact. game. So. And we interrupt the breeze with a red alert, red alert, red alert. The Broncos over the Bills, 24 to 22. Russ, Russ is cooking, boys. Get it. Dude. Against the September. All right. Teams, that's a big right. act. Right. Let's, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 12 men on the field. Hey, 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 let's, 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 let's bring it down. How do you let, let that happen? Okay. Here's the problem. Okay. Here's, here's here's the problem. The Bills have peaked. 13 seconds is their kryptonite. 
True. Somebody put up a graphic of like their past like few losses. It's been in 13 seconds. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know, man. It it really does stem from that game, dude. It really does. Like they lost 13 seconds, and I mean they didn't lose, but you know the 13 second game with Patrick Mahomes, the lat, you know the Demar Hamlin stuff that happened last year, and then just this year, I don't know, man. It's like. I don't know. I, I really don't know what's wrong with the Bills. I mean, their defense is bad. Of course, they don't have Leslie Frazier there anymore. He obviously took a leave of absence. Sean McDermott has taken over, and he's supposed to be this defensive guru also. Um, but obviously, they lost two of their best players, um, and Matt Milano and Tredavious White. Yeah, good um, so, but, I, I mean, it's just like they're just so bad. And offensively, man, like they just have no, the run game. They have no run game. Josh Allen keeps tr trying to play like he's, he's still in that game. Like it's like, dude, like you, he needs to go get some stuff figured out because for some reason he's still living like he's in that game against the Chiefs where he had to make every throw and had to be perfect. And he's like trying to, too hard to still play like that. And it's like, dude, like. You can't, you have to protect the ball. Like you're leading the league in interceptions again. Yeah. I mean, everybody kept giving Dak Prescott flack for get, for having all those inter, inter, interceptions last year, not realizing he was tied with Josh Allen last year. <laughs> Granted, Josh Allen uh, obviously played more games. Dak Prescott threw more interceptions and less games because he was hurt for a month. But like still, like everybody kept giving him a pass. You know, but Dak Prescott couldn't get Allen. any of that grace. Well, now it's finally show it's rearing its ugly head, and da and Josh Allen's finally getting the, um, you know, the criticism that he deserves. I mean, back to back September champs. I mean, it's true. Like, think about where think about what everybody was saying about this team after the Dolphins win. Everybody was like, "Oh, this team is so." Everybody was foaming at the mouth about the Bills. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this about the Broncos: it's starting to show how competent coaching uh can really affect the team because it was just going to it's just going to take time for um Sean Payton to you know implement what he wants this team to be but he had Russ looking like his his old self a little that bit that touchdown pass was nuts to to I mean out. Russ was making Absolutely. was just making plays like keeping this team alive like yeah. we haven't seen Russ do that in a couple seasons uh, or yeah, yeah, and I mean, again, think about who they beat. They beat the Chiefs and they beat the Bills. Like, those are I, wins. and of course, uh, you know, I I said the Chiefs win was like kind of a fluke because you know Patrick wasn't feeling, but it's they still beat them. They, they still, still won. won. That's right. And this was not a fluke whatsoever. I mean, nope. the uh, but I mean, man, did they give it to the, did the Bills? Like, let them off the hook. I on mean, he misses the game winning field goal, and you have twelve men on the field. And the twelfth man was Demar Hamlin, but I mean, again, oh, Demar was Hamlin, it really? yeah, oh. it was the twelfth man was Demar Hamlin, and then they fired the offensive coordinator, which I guess kind of makes sense, but like at the same time, does it make sense? He's a scapegoat. That's all it is. It doesn't make any. I mean, this yeah, was Kirby supposed to, like that, that guy was supposed to be Josh Allen's guy. Yeah, right. And I think that's the pro. I think that was the problem is that Brian Dayball was not Josh Allen's guy. He was Josh Allen's coach. Mm -hmm. And we saw peak Josh Allen with Brian Dable. With mm -hmm. uh, I can't even remember this guy's name right now. Um, Ken Dorsey. Yeah, with, with Dorsey, like this is a guy that Patrick or that Patrick Mahomes. My bad. That Josh Allen's Josh Allen's. What the heck is going on with me here? Josh <laughs> Allen wanted because that that was his guy. 
Yeah. You know, but I don't think he really would listen to the coaching. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, do we want to have the conversation of whether they're going to make the playoffs or not? What do you guys think? That division's pretty, I mean, it's pretty bad. The whole AFC. Okay. But that, that's, the, it's not just the division. I mean, they have the Dolphins in that division, you know? That, I, I mean, outside of the Dolphins, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they could definitely get in. As here's, a so part. here's here's their upcoming schedule. They have the Jets this week. Okay, they should realistically win that one. They but they did lose to the Jets earlier this season, and it's not like they're you know first game, right? Yeah, first, first game, game of the season. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Zach Wilson comes in, and they still can't get it done. Yep, that's true. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have that on the road. Eagles. That's a loss. By week. That's a loss. On the road, Chiefs. <laughs> That's home Cowboys. Oh, they're they're stacking up, boys. Away Chargers. This L's are stacking up, boys. I don't know. Chargers can be tough. And then they got they got a game against the Patriots, which I mean they lost to the Patriots earlier this season. So again, it's not out of the question that they lose again. So maybe I take back what I said. Uh... (laughs) And then they finish the season with the Dolphins, who could be fighting for playoffs. You know, a playoff spot. So it couldn't be. It might not be a walk in the park. Dude, they have a gauntlet coming up, mm-hmm. and they That's just don't have the team. They're missing the playoffs. I think they're. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year, and I think Sean McDermott gets fired. I think Sean McDermott did a good job of. I think I just think this is it. Like his see, he, we've he's reached his ceiling. Like this they need out. another guy to push them over the top. So is and they need to completely de- deconstruct this version of the Bills. And figure out what the next version is going to look like because I, this just isn't working. Yeah, Carlos, they missed their window. They missed it. Yeah, last year was like the end of it. I think. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, Carlos nailed all of it. I mean, he took yeah. words and thoughts right out of my head and mouth. So but what you. a crazy game that was! A pass interference to get the Broncos down. Yeah, they, they missed a field goal. Twelve men on the field. Gave him the game. another shot, and he hits it dead on. Yep. Right. I, t- I told my dad last night, he's like, oh, you've got to be kidding, man. Like, <laughs> it's just poetic. Crazy. It was just poetic. It was. It's so crazy that DeMar Hamlin was the 12th man, too. That's, that's nuts. DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, DeMar, it was cool to see DeMar Hamlin in the game. But yes, again, you like, can't blame because, like, it was just like it was a situation that I don't that's think coaching. That got, that's 100% coaching. Well, yeah, coaching. It, yeah, it was on coaching because, like, at the same time, the the Broncos did that whole like quick, like, get the kicking team on the field quickly. Why like, did they spike the ball? Oh, because it was worked down. It was oh. worked down. They couldn't. So, like, they just wanted to run the clock down as much as they could. They had 24 seconds, so they had ample enough time to get them off. But it's the fire drill. It's like, okay, neat. Offense runs off. You Usually, know, kicking team comes on. Demar Hamlin's, I'm pretty sure, has rarely, you know, yes. you know, drilling. Probably this hasn't year. practiced the special teams yet this year. Yeah, so like he probably just did it. He probably thought, oh, I'm, I guess I'm just staying here. I don't know what's happening. Uh, nobody like told him, hey, get off the field. And then on top of that, but that's on coaching because they had the Broncos did this exact drill, the fire drill, whatever, uh, earlier in the in the first half. And like, right. So like the the Bills should have already been like okay we've seen this we know what to do and they did it and they completely botched it and they deserve to lose so all right we're done yep uh we'll see we'll see how the Bills rebound if they can rebound if not we might uh have a banner raising uh for the September champions who knows oh, that, that banner's already been dropped <laughs> just watch uh, first things first you'll see it yes sir. 
All right, now we are shifting immediately into the Kirby on sports pickums. And apologies, we got the graphic out a little bit late last week. I'm going to harp on Carlos until he sends it to us immediately after the recording of this podcast. So we're going to get that straight set ready to go. But without further ado, the Kirby on sports pickum is in. Carlos Martinez, take it away. All right, boys. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, after 10 glorious weeks of football, we have finally reached week 11. We only have like two months left. Two months left. Um, Crazy. Time for us. Very depressing, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, this season actually feels like it's flying by. <laughs> like yeah, it, Way it, too it, fast. Yeah, I can't believe we're already at week 11. So with that being said, last week, last week was a pretty interesting week. We had we had a couple upsets, I guess you could say, a couple picks not go our way. But with that being said, the standings currently are Dan remains in first place uh, at thirty eight and twenty two. He went three and three for the week. Uh, I, your reigning defending champion, um, went was the only one who had a positive record. At four and two this uh, on the week, I'm in second place with thirty at thirty six and twenty four, and uh, Kirby, of course, is in last place. Surprise, surprise! At thirty three, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. You can pick up a game on both of them. I'm sorry, two time loser. Or why are you going? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You, yeah, take, well, we all know you, I'm in you the take, last place. You take your beatings and you and you and you accept them because if you wanted to be different, pick better. Thank you. Um, at, he's at 33 and 27. He went three and three for the week. I mean, th- there's not much to really harp on him about. Um, Thank you. This week uh, is pretty chalk. It not yeah. a lot of not a lot of differences. There's only one difference. We will be picking. There'll be upsets all galore this week, probably. Dude. But like, it's like it's not going to really change anything. <laughs> you no, know? Like the, the standings will not change. Um, but ho- let, let, before it I continue. could if the Steelers screw me over, but. But no, the standings don't change. You're not. You're gonna get one game back, but you're still in last place. Oh yeah, that that's uh, that that's a loser game. mentality over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, okay. sorry I'm terrible at math. We gotta get through this because we've been going on for too long. Um, we'll be picking Bengals, Ravens, uh, Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, Cardinals, Texans. Jets Bills. Um, I'll go. I'll obviously start off. Um, my picks are pretty chalk. I'm gonna go uh Baltimore. Uh, I'm contractually obligated to take the Chiefs, so I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, I'm gonna take the Vikings. Um, I'm gonna take the Browns. I'll take the Texans, and I'll take the Bills. And now I hand it off to the number one contender, Dan. So, Carlos and I have the same picks. So again, contractually obligated to pick the Baltimore Ravens, and I feel like they'll bounce back anyway. So I'll take their, them against the uh, Bengals. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs at home against the Eagles. I'm going to take the Vikings traveling up to mile high and taking down the Broncos. Uh, I'll take the Browns at home against Pittsburgh. Give me the Texans handling the Cardinals at home, and then I will take the Buffalo Bills at home against the New York Jets. Now to your host, and co-founder, CEO, and Stooge, Josh Kirby. Uh, yes, Stooge. Two time loser, maybe. Woo! <laughs> okay, so I have the same picks as Dan and Carlos, minus 
because I didn't want anybody to think. That, but anyways, what? I will be. Didn't want anybody to think. I, I I didn't want anybody to think I was saying, "Oh, I have all the same picks as you." Oh, okay. all you like, could have just said, "Oh, I have. We all have similar picks. The only difference is is I'm taking the Steelers over the Browns." Yes. Uh, I, the Steelers anybody. could potentially screw me over, but. I mean, it's not out of the question. I mean, I mean, Matt Canada on the sidelines, he's might be making a difference. Who knows? But I'm picking the Ravens. I think they win. The Chiefs, I think the Eagles. Eh, I mean, it, there's a lot. I'm honestly, I'm honestly surprised, and I'll make this. I'll make this quick. I'm honestly surprised we didn't have more difference on this game. That would yeah. have the Chiefs. This was. I really thought one of us was going to pick the Eagles because I mean. The Eagles have much better weapons than the Chiefs do. I think right now they're the better team, total team, but they're playing it. They're playing in, in Arrowhead, and I think that gives. And it, it's 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 still unknown if a certain someone will be at that game who we know when they are at that game. Oh, uh, a certain player, a player, player plays, plays a lot better. Yeah. It's unknown because that certain somebody karma. Has Brazil? It will have a show in Brazil the night before. It's possible, but it's unknown. Gonna well, need a nice private jet. The other thing, if this said person is there, there are two people by said person's last name that will be playing. Oh, okay. Saying, move okay. On. You, you. I don't know what you're doing here. Okay, I made my point. Let's move on. No, I, I'm just saying. Okay, let's move on. No, two you guys. Two no, guys playing it. Kirby, move on. We got it. We're, we've been going too long. Yeah, you know, but it's going to be interesting. I'm picking the Vikings. Joshua Dobbs roll on. The Steelers are. Yeah, I mean, uh, they could screw me over. I don't know. I'm picking the Texans over the Cardinals and the Bills to beat the New York Jets. And that wraps up the Kirby on sports pick them. Uh, not too much movement happening for the most part. No standings will change, but as always you pick with us and you win a free large cheese pizza from Anthony's pizza, home of the warriors and Steven's city. So you pick the games, whoever gets the most correct will win a free cheese pizza for this week and that about wraps it up for another edition of the kirby on sports podcast we're glad carlos was able to show up um <laughs> always a good time with carlos <laughs> always a great time with carlos Gotta complete dan, the three-man booth always dan always a great time with you and Thanks. always a great time hearing myself talk as well but anyways <laughs> I don't know. I just came up with some random crap. It didn't even sound good. But anyways. Well, that's mm. that's a roaring promotion of our podcast, mm. isn't it? That's yeah. our host. No, that's, that's our host. <laughs> I, 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 I screwed just the sign off before it goes worse. For our sponsors, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Bear Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music. Make sure you check out shenmusicstore.com or visit them across from B-Dubs in Winchester. Black Friday's coming up. They have numerous options, a lot of deals. Get the Shenandoah Music credit card. You can buy now, pay later, or use a firm. Also, Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage and the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports podcast, Don't Sleep 
energy. Make sure you find us on all social media platforms, all streaming platforms. Like, comment, subscribe. Please, if you could give us a five-star rating as well, we would appreciate it. For the three-man booth collectively, thank you so much for tuning into episode 192 of the Kirby on Sports podcast. We say so long and peace out.